Hey friends, guess what? I've got a new book coming out from Llewellyn Worldwide on March 8th called Heal Your Ancestors to Heal Your Life. This book is based on something I call genealogical regressions because sometimes when I'm working with clients, I go into their past lives and I realize this is not the source event of the challenge. We need to send light and love to ancestors in order to make our lives the wonderful places that we want to be. So I hope you'll check out my new book and stay tuned for class announcements, book signings, and more as March gets closer. Heal Your Ancestors to Heal Your Life coming March 8th from Llewellyn Worldwide. The Healing Arts Program is not intended as a substitute for consultation with a licensed medical or mental health professional. The listener should regularly consult a physician or mental health professional in matters relating to his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. This program provides content related to educational, medical, and psychological topics. As such, listening to the program implies your acceptance of this disclaimer. Welcome to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Kerr. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope you're having a wonderful week. So let's start the show by doing our meditation together. Let's take a moment now and just close our eyes. Take a deep healing breath in through your nose and exhale and allow a beautiful beam of light to come down through the top of your head. It's moving down, 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 through the body, through the legs and feet. Allow the light to pour out of your heart center, creating a lovely golden ball of light that surrounds you by about three feet in all directions. Just imagine that you can be wrapped up by this loving light and that within the light, only that which is of highest good can come through. Take a moment while you're bathing in the golden light to scan the body and go ahead now and just breathe in to any areas of tension Breathing in and exhaling, tensions, and let go of tension and know that all is well. Very good. And when you're ready, just open your eyes and come back into the room. 
that is always so relaxing. So today I'm going to be talking to my friend Laura Tempest-Saycroft. She's got an amazing book. She's a wonderful artist. So let's check out my interview about the book Anatomy of a Witch. Hey, my friends, welcome to another episode of Healing Arts. I have got an amazing guest today. Let me tell you all about her. We've got Laura Tempest-Sakroff on the show. She is a professional artist, author, dancer, designer, and a modern traditional witch. She holds a BFA from the Rhode Island School of Design, and her myth-inspired artwork has received awards and honors nationwide and around the world. She has an amazing new book out that I have been reading, Laura, even though it's not out yet and it's going to be out very, very soon. It's called Anatomy of a Witch, A Map to the Magical Body. Laura, I'm so excited to have you on Healing Arts. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. How did you come up with this amazing idea about bringing the awareness into the body? I've been teaching dance for over two decades, and I particularly love teaching dance to folks of, of the magical variety and so that they can feel embodied, right? So that they understand how magic energy flows through their, through their bodies and how they can work with each other, with the environment, you know, all these different levels, because mostly we're so much in our heads, right? Or thinking it's exterior, it's in the tools, it's in the, you know, everything else around us, but us. And so I thought, okay, there, there's got to be a progression into let's get a little bit more deeper, a little bit more focused so that you can recognize this is your most magical tool. Absolutely. I have long thought about the fact that the society really is largely ungrounded in general, don't you think? Yes. Because yeah. I think the devices, we're going off into other places instead of like really being where we are, which is here and now. And I really love the exercises that you had in the book because you really are speaking to things that we can do in terms of breathing and movement to bring that awareness back where we need it to be, which is in the here and now. Very much so. It's like, if you're, if you're not present, if you're not feeling your body, it's like, well, how are you really experiencing? Part of our whole existence is to have that merger between the spiritual and the physical. So find the union between the two of them and things move so much better. You feel so much more healthy and alive. Absolutely. How did you um, follow this path of magic? How did you get interested in that and know that that was your calling? Well, it goes back. <laughs> Wait, Long right? story, yes. <laughs> I was sure I try to always get to the, the elevator pitch of like, so how'd you become a witch? Uh, I've always had a uh, a sort of a weirder look at the world around me and whether it's because uh, my parents were very creative people and you know, I was immersed in the arts very young uh, and you know, learning things about like Stonehenge and cave paintings and you know the mysteries of the unknown and all of that so I was already yes. fascinated with that um, and that merger between the mystery and the body and, and the making of art, right? And in all the different ways, whether it's visual art or dance or writing or theater, uh, you know, music, all of these different things enhance our experience. And so I was always interested in that kind of, uh, you know, anything that kind of touched onto that. Uh, but it wasn't until I was about my teens that I discovered um, Drawing Down the Moon by Margot Adler, which, you know, really 
great NPR, you know, extravaganza of like, what is modern witchcraft and paganism in the United States? I'm like, there are other people in the world who kind of think like this. Uh, so that was a revelation that kind of moved it out of the, oh, it's not just in my head that there's, there's a name and that there's other people out there. Because uh, I was raised Catholic with a Jewish father. So it's like a strange, you know, this, this is the world. And you're like, wait, there's other things too. <laughs> so. Yes. And so um, in the book, you talk about the different parts of the body and how we can work through those. And you begin the book with something I thought was very timely for these times, which is the lungs. So talk to us about the lungs and, and why it's so important to begin with the breath. So with the lungs, so lungs give us a sense of interconnectivity, the realm of the invisible understanding, sovereignty, and our physical space, right? So when you expand your chest, you feel the air come inside of you, and then you exhale, and part of you goes out into the world. And for me, this was the first way of getting first out of your head, and one of the most tactile things, like everybody breathes, you're alive, hopefully you are breathing in some way. Uh, and so it has that very, as I said, very physical approach to it, but it also taps into magic. And I find that so many people, especially because of our society go, oh, magic, it's fantasy. It's like, no, this is, it, it's, magic isn't the best word for it. I don't know what the best word is. Uh, but we kind of have this, oh, I wish it was real. Like you influence your environment with your thoughts and your actions in so many levels. Why can't your thoughts, why can't energy around us influence things? If you think about air, right? You can't see it, but you can't exist without it. So it's, it's that first little stepping stone of going, okay, oxygen molecule science is happening here what's the next step and you think about stress as well right when we are stressed yeah. and how the invisible influences on the world physically affect us so that was the that first place of just kind of opening it up and getting people in touch right the breath is the easiest way to connect with your body absolutely and then you move into a very important realm the realm of the heart mm -hmm. So well, while you're right there, <laughs> the, the real estate, right? It's next door. So between the lungs with the heart, which, you know, all of these are symbolic on so many different ways. We can definitely physically feel the heart beating, you know, put your hand on the chest and see blood as, you know, moving through yourself. And, uh, but it also is the pattern and the ritual of the rhythm of life, you know, as your heart is beating, so you are moving. So what puts you in motion? And to find that daily ritual pattern, uh, a sense of flow within your body, sort of uh, definitely infects your, your infects, <laughs> affects your entire practice, uh, that you start seeing the small things are just as important as the big things. Absolutely. And then you're moving to like the coiled serpent, the symbolism of the serpent and the idea that we have this coiled energy from head to toe that needs activation. And you have addressed that as well. Yeah, so the, the serpent uh, is, it's, it's more of a, <laughs> such a better name than saying the witch's gut. <laughs> <laughs> right, the gut. Uh, you know, it's it's not as such as a romantic type of thing, and I feel like the serpent is something. It's more that it's always present, doesn't need to be activated. And other traditions see it sort of being awoken up, and like it's there, 
sometimes we just have a hard time listening to it and yeah. sensing it. But it, it groups in several different biological systems, such as our digestive system, hence the gut, right, as well as reproductive, endocrine, uh, the nervous system, all of these things are kind of flowing through. And most importantly, think about the, the vagus nerve going through the body, right, that that kind of mostly ends, I mean, it goes a little further than that, but it's so connected to the gut and that goes up to the brain and that intuition, right? That the sense of your gut feeling is all rooted right there. And so I feel like that most primal part of ourself is best expressed as the serpent. Uh, and especially because it's also transformation and rebirth, renewal, protection. When you think about a serpent, uh, that it could strike, that it could bite. <laughs> that it might coil up. Uh, all of those things are kind of present within the sort of mysteries of the primal self. Now here's something, what you, you move through the book and you're, you're really trying to get us into this idea of taking a look within, taking care of ourselves, loving the self. And I heard some things on um, different news outlets lately that they were doing some studies that claimed that during the COVID pandemic when we were locked up at home, that people were bathing less and they were doing less self-care. So I was just curious, you know, first of all, I found that to be unbelievable. And I was just wondering, why do you think we would be doing less care when we have all this time on our hands? I think it's anxiety and depression, right? Yeah. When, and fatigue, that is the greatest thing. I, everyone that I know has had some, like, I'm so tired, I haven't done anything, but I'm feeling so exhausted. Uh, and it's just, even if you already have one of those conditions that already makes you fatigued, like it's another level on top of that. Yeah. So I understand that it definitely impacts your ability or your desire to be like, oh, just do I get up out of bed? Do I change my clothes? Do I take that shower? And it's that getting over the first hurdle, right? To like, yeah. just get going, even though you know it's going to make you feel better to have that show. Like the difference of, of feeling bathed and clean and putting on fresh clothes, it changes your whole outlook. But sometimes it's just really hard, especially mentally when you're depressed and anxious. So you're just like, I just want to hole up and be safe in my, my bed um, and not see the world. So it's, it's kind of um, a dual kind of strike, right? That you like if I did it, I'd feel better, but I don't feel like doing it. And so I'm going to feel worse because I can't, right? It just keeps going around and around. Yeah. I just, as I was reading this, I thought, man, it, your book's getting ready to come out beginning of June. It's just very, very timely. I think it's going to really help people. If you can, you know, we all have things intuitively we know we should be doing or whatever. And then again, like you said, you just got to bring yourself to doing it. But I feel like if people would just follow a couple of the exercises in this wonderful book, just bringing that awareness in and just, yes, you were talking about just, okay, we can't go to the nail salon right now or whatever. Can we just at least get the lotion out and give ourselves a hand massage or just kind of mm -hmm. clip our, to our toenails and our fingernails or whatever. And it's just the little things are just to start getting that movement going again. When we have been so stagnant, it just seems super timely to have this coming out, Laura. And I love it. Thank you. Yeah, I feel lucky that I'm one of the first people to read this. This is amazing. <laughs> and it's highly recommended, everybody. Seriously. I put on extra jewelry today for Laura because she talks about, you were talking about, you know, um, Coco Chanel and how she's saying, take jewelry off and you always want to put more on. And again, it's about that adornment and the rituals of it make you feel better. There's so many levels to what we put on our bodies and 
you know, a little bit of shiny things, right? It's, it can be a simple moment of protection, but it's also maybe, you know, makes you feel a little bit more, you know, put on that statement necklace or to put, you know, a perfume or cologne on or to put on a shirt that makes you feel good. Like it definitely just takes it up another notch without a lot of effort. That's the other thing too, right? It's, again, as soon as you get past that hurdle, so I'm like, all right, I'm moving. I'm feeling better. What else can I accomplish now? And you just sort of break out of that concrete, right? the fatigue concrete. Yeah. And the other thing you talk about that I also think is very timely is about the tongue and when to empower ourselves and then when to maybe tone it down a little bit with different um, rituals and little spells and things like that, which I thought was really, really cool. It feels like we're in a time when, you know, there is a lot of divisiveness and you talk about the importance of just being kind and purposeful in what we're doing and saying to others. Uh, it's, it's what we consume, right? It's not just what we eat or drink, but it's the media. It's what we're, we are saying to ourselves and to other people um, that greatly affects our health and well-being. And to be more conscious of that, it, it's it changes how you know how you feel about yourself and your community when you can engage in that a little bit more. I know mindfulness is is become sort of a buzzword, but it is. It's that being present uh, a little bit more, a little bit more conscious, and realizing that your words have an effect. Uh, if magic starts with thought, and then kind of putting those things into words, it definitely influences yourself and the world around you. Absolutely. And do you think that like ritualized? like just having a routine, let's say, I think all of us had a routine, that routine kind of got dumped on its head. So as we're kind of rebuilding ourselves, it feels to me like we have an opportunity to maybe create more empowering rituals and habits into our daily life that could help us. What do you think about the opportunity maybe that's in front of everybody right now? Definitely. So, ten, people tend to think that they need, you know, it has to be complicated. That ritual has to be, you know, oh, you've got, you know, got to do a whole tarot spread every single day or anoint your body in all these different ways or, you know, get dressed up with robes and, and you know, candles and do a bunch of stuff. It's like, that's great if you have the time and the money and the presence to do that. But if you look at what you're already doing on a daily basis to live, right, to have that hot beverage in the morning if that's you know what you do to get up and think about how does this feel as i take it into my body as i make it right the stirring of it the putting in the ingredients the brewing of the tea or the coffee or make you make a smoothie whatever whatever it is even if it's the first couple if you're like i just drink water great if you're drinking a cup of water then choosing the glass and you know right. where it's coming from and thinking about how it feels that's a very simple powerful ritual that you can think about hydrating your body and what your focus is for the day brushing your teeth taking a shower you know, walking the dog, uh, whatever it is that you're already have, everything you have to do already can be a sense of ritual of connectivity. And there is magic in that, that, you know, ritual, it doesn't have to be big in order for it to be special. People say, oh, if you put rituals such as an everyday thing, it takes power away from it. I'm like, no, if you start seeing everything around you as little tiny rituals and rituals within rituals, suddenly everything's even more connected and it makes more sense rather than just being, you know, going through without consciously being present. Yeah, it does bring you into that present moment awareness that we're talking about that can be so helpful. It seems like everybody is, um, you know, we've 
we have all changed our routines and things now. So I, I've thought of it really more collectively as a time when everybody has been asked to kind of go within more and think about exactly what we are or are not doing. So um, I think a lot of the exercises in your book are super, super cool. And very, very helpful. I wanted to talk about also your beautiful artwork. Um, I'm going to hold this up again. <laughs> Y'all, she has beautiful illustrations throughout this book. These are absolutely phenomenal. How long have you been working as a professional artist? Uh, so I guess we're going on uh, over 20 years. <laughs> wow. I mean, these are just absolutely beautiful. Thank you. And I'm going to put up the links, friends, because Laura's uh, website, you can see her artwork. It's unbelievable, amazing, wonderful. Do you feel, I guess I'm always also interested in, um, you know, artists and where artists and writers and dancers, et cetera, get their inspiration. Do you feel this is coming through you or of you? A little bit of both. Uh, some things I'm inspired by myth. Uh, different ideas and stories that I hear around me. Sometimes I just have um, a vision or an idea of something or I'm fascinated by the way the plant is growing in the garden or where the light is moving. Uh, so some of these things are you know, very much generated in, <laughs> in my brain uh, and has to come out. And then sometimes I'm just taken away. Um, you know, I love, I love listening to podcasts, especially when I'm working on art. And the ones that are about myth and folklore and storytelling and such, um, whether it's traditional or things like the moth, you know, where it's at people's everyday stories, uh, that connectivity, right? The ideas and the, the pictures and the feelings that are encompassed with that uh, can sometimes make me like stop what I'm working on and then get something else out and start drawing it because I've just seen something in my head and like that, I wanna go express that. And uh, so, like inspiration that kind of comes from everywhere. So within and without. Yeah, you seem like the kind of artist that you you have a compulsion to create. Would you describe yourself like that? It's for Under. sanity. Sanity, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, this is what I'm designed to do. I, I really, um, I start making art very, very young. I mean, all, we all start, all, I'm a firm believer that all human beings make art. Uh, on some level, we just get discouraged from making it. But I was very blessed that my parents were like, you like making a lot of art. We're going to send you off to art school at three. <laughs> and so and formal art training all the way through college and, you know, still taking classes when I can to find new new techniques. And it, it is a thing like writing is important. Words are important. Dance is important to me. But it's that visual format feels like my most primary form of expression. Yeah, I have that feeling about writing. Like if I'm not doing it, then I get kind of agitated or something. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that in order to stick with something that long, you have to kind of have a compulsion towards it. At least that's what I think for myself, you know, to stick with it this long and, you know, without really any attachment to what the outcome is, it's just what you do. And it's, and then it grows into something hopefully over time. And your artwork is really, it's amazing. So just want to make sure people come over and check it out on our website, which we will have the links. So as we, you're getting ready to release this book, I think it's phenomenal. It's incredibly timely. What would be the one message you would want to give to um, people in terms of their own body and taking care of themselves and how they can ritualize their life to move forward in peace and joy? 
I wanted one thing. Oh gosh. Or <laughs> 10 things. I don't know. <laughs> Gemini. I'm like, I have to tell you all. Oh, Gemini. Oh, goody. <laughs> Uh, I think the most, uh, the most primary thing I want everybody to be able to take away from this is that there is an entry point for everyone. Uh, everyone can do this. It doesn't matter how you define yourself, your identity, your gender, sexuality, color of your skin, religion, all of these right. things. Um, if you are, this is my, my take on body positivity. I'm positive you have a body. So let's start there. Uh, and then invoke you know or embark on a, a new exploration this is this is why it's the map to the magical body because it's a journey um and yes. so you can go at your own pace it doesn't have to be something that you figure out in a day a week a year 10 years it's a constant exploration absolutely yes it's a journey we need to try to enjoy it moment by moment check out the scenery it's good there it is. Yes. And guess what? It's going to change. So it gets better and better over time. Definitely. Well, Laura, I love your new book. You need to check it out. Anatomy of a Witch, a map to the magical body. I'm going to leave you the links, friends. Check it out. And you can visit Laura online at lauratempestzakroff.com. That's L-A-U-R-A-T-E-M-P-E-S-T. Z-A-K-R-O-F-F.com. Laura, thank you so much for joining me on Healing Arts. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. It was a ton of fun. All right, friends. Until next time, check out this new book. Move and enjoy this life that we have and enjoy the journey. And until next time, I'll see you on another episode of Healing Arts. We'll be right back. Hey, my friend, have you known your pet in a past life? Well, believe it or not, a lot of people have. You can check out case histories and find out more about your connections to your little fuzzballs in my book, Past Lives with Pets. Check it out and find out today. Welcome back to Healing Arts. I'm Dr. Shelley Care. Visit me online at www.pastlifelady.com. I can't believe we did it again. We have completed another episode. And today, when this show is live, I'm going to be out at the Dallas Psychic Fair. I have not been to the Dallas Psychic Fair since like February of 2020. So it's going to be so amazing to go out in public again and actually see real people in person. I won't even know how to behave. So I'm also going to be out several places next month. And if you want to find out more about my events, go to pastlifelady.com and click on the contact link. And on there, you will find my events. And also, I haven't been really getting out on Facebook the last couple of weeks because I've been super, super busy. But um, I will 
do better about getting out there as well. But you can also go like my Facebook page at Past Life Lady. And I've got another one at Shelly Care. My name is spelled S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-K-A-E-H-R. And so check those out. Definitely check my events page, though. I need to do better about telling people what's going on, but I will be out doing several free speaking engagements in the Dallas-Fort Worth area next month. And if you are anywhere in the vicinity, I would certainly love to see your smiling face and say hello in person. So meanwhile, just have a wonderful week, and I cannot wait to see you again on the next episode of Healing Arts. Hey friends, I want you to check out my Past Life Lady YouTube channel that has tons of free videos that teach you how to do all kinds of things from energy healing, gem and mineral healing. I've got guided imagery up there for you. So check it out. Just go over to YouTube and type the words Past Life Lady in the search bar and hit subscribe. And I'll look forward to welcoming you over to my channel today. Thank you.